What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions here. My name is Danny. I'm Garrett. Uh, Terminal Transmissions is your twice-weekly pop culture podcast. We like to talk about TV shows, Mm -hmm. science and technology. Oh, yeah. A couple of video games. Maybe a movie every now and again. And by every now and again, I mean every episode. Literally every episode. Uh, This is episode 40, and today we're going to get into talking about some rumors that Disney wants to buy Netflix, which is wild if true. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about a smart alarm clock that actually has AI. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Watch Dogs 2 potentially revealing a new uh, Ubisoft property in an Easter egg, which is wild. Very wild. Uh, and then we're going to do a little sort of review discussion of Arrival, which came out this weekend. Fantastic. So we got a lot of rumors uh, on this episode. We, but love, it should be. we love the rumors. Oh, yeah. We like to uh, – we love to conject. <laughs> uh, we love to juxtapose. <laughs> yeah. But uh, getting right on into TV – so, yeah, I read today that there's rumors in the industry mm-hmm. that Disney is potentially planning to buy Netflix, which is wild. It is wild. It is wild, but it'd be right up their alley. Yeah, absolutely. So just a little bit of history uh, over the last few years, mm-hmm. Disney's been buying up some shit. <laughs> so in 2006, they bought Pixar outright. They'd right. already been distributing Pixar films for mm-hmm. like 10 years before that. Right. Um, but they bought them out. Then in 2009, they bought out Marvel. Mm-hmm. Now, when they bought out Pixar, I wasn't really concerned because right. it was already basically a Disney company. Sure. When they bought out Marvel, I'll admit, I was freaking out at first. Yeah, it caused a lot of a ruckus. Yeah, I was internet. like, what does this mean? What's going <laughs> to happen? And who who knew? They fucking shut it down. Like they just they, Marvel has never been better. Right. Since that happened, Marvel has been better than it's ever been in its entire Absolutely. history. We've got all these incredible movies, TV series. we got new new books coming out with mm-hmm. like more like uh, ethnic diversity and like gender diversity and like it's awesome it is it absolutely um, is. and then <laughs> even though knowing that that worked out okay in 2012 when they bought lucasfilm for fucking four billion dollars <laughs> i was still like "Ooh, my star wars right my star wars movies uh but then now they've been shitting out phenomenal star wars movies we had uh, yes. force awakens last year and then we have uh rogue one coming out in like a month mm-hmm. so if they do buy netflix I'm pretty confident. And one of the biggest things is the potential much easier crossover between the Netflix (laughs) Defender series (laughs) and MCU. Right. But what's wild about it, and I hadn't really looked at it this way in my head, but all four highest grossing films of 2016 so far this year Mm -hmm. were all Disney movies. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's still with Moana and Rogue One yet to come out this year. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. So one thing that's interesting about this whole potential deal is that AT&T just bought Time Warner last right, month. Right, right. And that is potentially really bad for like streaming and mm-hmm. like net neutrality and all right, that stuff. Right, But if Disney buys Netflix and then they're putting that driving force and power and money behind, you know, streaming services mm-hmm. and fighting for our side, that's actually really good for us. Right. I did read that, that, you know, people are worried that that could lead to potential price increase of mm-hmm. Netflix subscription. Sure. But if Netflix pricing goes up a little bit and we get Disney trying to protect, like, right. the internet, right. I'm willing to take yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it would be, I think it would be neat, specifically because I'd read a while back that 
Netflix has been basically spending all of its money constantly. Yeah. It's basically like run itself into the red mm-hmm. time and time again to push its own series, right? right. To, to do its own thing, which it does a fantastic job with. And so basically it's been like bankrupting itself to push the envelope, right. which is awesome, which is really cool. Well, if they keep doing that, but with Disney as the backer, that can only bode well, right? If they, they, Because there's so much less fear there, right? There's so right. much less risk with potentially more reward if Disney can step in and throw money at the problem, right? right. Like they're like, oh yeah, you have basically unlimited budget to do any shows that you want right. because you're Netflix and we know that you're going to like pay yourself off. Yeah. And that's also, you know, hugely beneficial considering that they're having more and more competition from like Amazon and these other, you know, Hulu has their own original series. Now Amazon actually is starting to churn out a lot of them. Yeah. Some of them are really fucking good. Yeah. Like I just watched that Goliath show a couple Mm of weeks ago and that was great. Yeah. So yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see what kind of, how things change, how their dynamic changes and their output and their quality with like a huge influx of cash. Mm -hmm. Because I even remember just a few months ago reading that the CEO of Netflix talked about like, oh yeah, we're going to push ourselves even further into the red to wow. so that we can have like 90% original content. <laughs> right. Which like is incredible. 90% of the content on Netflix being original. That's crazy. Um, that really is insane to think about. Yeah. Because they have so many shows and yeah. they, I mean, if that doesn't change, then that's a hell of a lot more shows unless he's talking about, you know, downsizing the, the other properties, but, you know, I, but I don't think so. Yeah, I, I maximum don't imagine that being yeah. the case. I feel like they're just going to be like, here's some dollar. Yeah, yeah. Here's here we have like seventy six shows now. Right. Again, though, this is all totally just rumor mill. Basically, mm-hmm. after the Time Warner AT and T deal went through, right. apparently, like these rumors have been becoming more and more prevalent. So that's why people are thinking okay. that it's probably actually true. Yeah. But I mean, it would make perfect sense. Like it would that, make perfect Netflix sense. has like. AIs and algorithms like mm-hmm. making people watch the shows that they want to watch. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's telling you exactly what content people are watching when and how and where right. and what to recommend to them to get them to watch more. And that's perfect for Disney. Right. It's perfect. Absolutely. To have that technology, mm-hmm. then they can just do whatever they want and rule the world, which I'm fine with. I live <laughs> I would live in a Marvel slash Star Wars ruled universe. <laughs> right. That's awesome. So, in science and technology this week, we are going to talk about a cool little alarm clock called Bonjour. It's on Kickstarter right now. It's already. Can you, can you say that name for me one more time? Bonjour. This is a solid French pronounce. Yeah? French. French. <laughs> it's better, it, better than my English, apparently. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's neat. It's really fucking cool. So it's on Kickstarter. It is still pretty early, but they've smashed their goal. Yeah. Uh, their goal was only $50,000 and they were today at 472K. Get it, my man. Yeah. Fuck, dude. So it's still got 20 days to go. It ends on December 5th and it's fucking rad. So first and foremost, I loved the movie Her. Yeah. Her <laughs> off change. Yeah. And this, I don't know if you've, y'all have watched Her before, but it's it's awesome. It's a, it's a really cool movie. It starred Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, the voice of yeah. Scarlett Johansson. And it's really neat. And it's about, it's like in the near future. And it's about a guy that gets this new program that just came out. This new, this new technology. Uh, it's a little bit more advanced than this It guy. basically starts as like an operating system. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be the smart AI operating system. You put a little device in your ear and it acts as a personal assistant to you. It's fucking rad. Well, basically that's this. It's not quite as advanced as the one in the movie, but basically it's pretty much the goddamn same thing, yeah. but it's in an alarm clock. 
So it doesn't follow you around all day, which is bumming me out. But maybe next time, you know, maybe next year, a couple years from now, they'll have a Kickstarter, which is just that fucking thing. Yeah, the earpiece version. Yeah. But anyway, it's really fucking cool. So it does a whole mess of shit. First and foremost, it talks to you. It's an alarm clock and you can you can just speak to it. You can you don't have to worry about super specific like most things like this, like Siri and what have you, it just has functionality built in with specific code words and right. what have you. I mean you don't have to worry about that so much with this with this alarm clock. You can kinda of, it was it was showing it if it, if it's accurate from the video, it was showing them speak to it colloquially. And it was just working with it. It, right. was, it was just going, which is really neat. So cool. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. It's kind of pricey at two. It's like two forty nine retail, right. which that is a little steep. Yeah, but, it's a little steep for like a gadget, but this is a really cool gadget. Yeah, it absolutely is. It helps you plan your day, and that is taking into account not only the things that you've put into the schedule and things that you've spoken to about it, mm-hmm. but it also takes into account like weather and traffic. And right. it'll, it'll like ways for you. Yeah, it'll like, so cool. That, that's like the coolest part to me is that it'll, it'll like, you can plug in what you're doing in your day and where you're going. And it can, it can already work around like what like Google maps and ways is projecting traffic to be like, and it'll, it'll actually change things and move things around based on that data, which is fucking awesome and it also you know like weather as well so like if it's raining it'll actually account for that in the slowdown you're like hey jim it's raining outside don't be a dunce <laughs> right tuesday's coming did you bring a coat yeah oh um, yeah asshole <laughs> i'm gonna set mine up i was about to say yeah. i wonder if you can do, if you can just be like can i put it on the mean setting yeah that's what i need yeah i need it that's to- how that's how i'm gonna get out of bed in the morning for exactly sure. exactly it's like i need for it to just like yell at me can i do that when i'm like hey just just snooze nine more minutes and it's like fuck you you're gonna die alone if you don't get out of bed (laughs) i think i I just need to invent my own alarm clock right i I will call in a fucking terroristic threat if you don't get out of out of the bed right now god anyway um mine's a little bit more um aggressive and a fully a joke that was a hundred percent yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't do that or program any kind of device of mine to do anything it was like a bit that. everybody yeah. yeah um i don't i don't condone any activities like that but also uh it'll control other smart devices so if you're rich enough uh to have smart devices which i do not mm-hmm. but if you, your phone's smartish okay that's true but it's talking about cool stuff <laughs> right it's talking about like fucking like smart thermostats smart bread box right uh, security devices, cameras in your house, lighting. If you're rich enough to have any and all of that, uh, you can actually have it control all of that stuff yeah. for you, which is fucking dope. Not only with voice commands, but like it'll learn from you that, oh, every day at like 530, you turn these lights on. It'll just do that for you. That's fucking dope. But yeah, it learns from you and it, like what you say to it and converse with it. Uh, it has voice recognition, so it can tell when you're talking to it versus someone else. Which is fucking dope because it'll separate the plebes from you. Yeah, fucking dope. Uh, it will control your phone, like you like you talked about, which which is pretty neat. I don't know when you would need it to do something like that, but yeah. And then it also will play music for you, which is specifically like what it does in her. It's right. Like, oh, play something sad. No, 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 play something more sad than that. And it'll like yep. It'll figure out like your Spotify re- uh, preferences, and it'll actually change things it'll start with some lou reed and then it'll switch over to elliot smith (laughs) yes and then it also has a video screen on it that was really neat and i don't know what all the functionality is there 
I don't know if it'll play videos for you or, or act as like an iPad. I have mm-hmm. no idea, but it does have a video screen that it was like pulling stuff up that wasn't just its interface. So that seemed really cool to me. And I, I feel like that's, that's what, what I need and what I, where I need to go. Also, it is an alarm clock. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of funny. It's like, kind of like phones are barely phones anymore. Right. It's like they are that, but they're also all these other things. And you kind of forget almost that it has phone capability. Well, yeah, that's what's funny about it is actually making phone calls is probably the thing I do the least on my phone. Like it's right. my phone. It is a phone. Right. And actually making calls on it is probably the last thing that I do. Yeah, absolutely. And it is also cool looking. Right. If that matters to you, which it does to me. It looks like a high tech future device. Yep. Which I really, really dig. I like. I like when when designers of products know that. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, I'm de- definitely going to make this thing look like it came out of a 1983 fucking sci fi movie. Yeah. And well, that's the thing. You remember when that little alarm clock came out that rolls around on mm-hmm. the ground? It looked like a fucking back massager from 1992. <laughs> right. Yeah. I do not, remember that. Not so good. Right. Right. Yeah, sometimes sometimes people fuck up in their design of things and they fuck up their aesthetic. But I, I noticed I've noticed a lot of products on Kickstarter have like that that like retro sci fi look. Yeah, to Kick, them. Kickstarter is dope. Yeah, and I feel like people were like, "Hey, look at all these other like future looking devices that are getting like knocked out of the park. Let's make everything we have look like that." Yeah, love it. Anyway, not much more to say about it. It comes out. Uh, pretty pretty quickly. I, I remember it was, it's only a few months away, so. which is impressive because normally when you do a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. it's like 14 years from now. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, one of y'all can get one of these things and uh, hit us up about it and tell us how cool it is. But yeah, check it out on Kickstarter right now. It's uh, Bonjour. Yeah, we're off the chain. So getting into video games, uh, an interesting little thing that I saw today that I wanted to talk about, which. Again, it's basically unproven rumor. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows if it's true or real or just right. a, a bit. It could just be Ubisoft completely fucking with us. Um, also, for the record, the company recognizes both Ubisoft and Ubisoft as pronunciations, kind of like Nutella and Nutella. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to continue to say Ubisoft and everybody can just sniff me. <laughs> with that out of the way, in Watch Dogs 2... During a live stream, uh, a video clip was discovered within the game. Like you hack like a TV screen or like a security screen mm-hmm. and it plays this video. Right. Which is a trailer for a video game that's marked up with all kinds of like property of Ubisoft. Do not distribute. Right. Um, and we don't know if it's just a bit, a really like, extensive bit. Well, it, it would be a bit with no context, right? Like, right. Why did you just make this video and, and just show it? And it doesn't mean anything. Right. Or it could be them revealing a new IP within an existing IP yes. based on hacking, which yes. is awesome. Yes. So the video shows all kinds of like spacecraft and like uh, space stations and satellites flying above like different colored planet surfaces and things like that. And with a really cool like Western country kind of like bluegrass music playing. Right. Uh, but there's no context at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's cool for a couple of different reasons. First, so this isn't the first time they've done something like this, right? right. So in, what was it? Black flag. Mm-hmm. So in, in Assassin's Creed black flag, there is a part because black flag is like a game within a game, right? Uh, the entire point of the game is that you are this employee of Abstergo and you are kind of testing a video game. And that video game happens to be Assassin's Creed effectively. Right. And you are then playing You're in, you're jumping into people's memory. So it's, right. yeah, it's like a meta bit. Um, Within that, 
when you leave the game at one point, you can start hacking these computer terminals mm-hmm. and you find potential new IPs for Assassin's Creed within an Assassin's Creed game. Right. Which this game is also Ubisoft. So this is not the first time they've done that. And and also one of those, at least one of those was real. I think two. I think I think it said American Revel No, no, it didn't. Um it did it, it had Cowboy, which has not happened. I think Egypt was in there, which probably is going to right. happen. Right, rumor rumor has it. But I know for sure one hundred percent that one of them was like French Revolution, mm-hmm. which was which was Unity, which, which was the next game after it. Yeah, so that one hundred percent was true. Maybe some of the other ones were red herring. I hope not. I hope some of them, more of those, especially the Western one, does happen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they already have done something like this in real life that did pan out. So it wouldn't be outlandish to to think that they they did it. Right. Secondly, if this is just a bit and they don't have any plans of actually making the space game a reality. They put a fuckload of effort into making this. Yeah, because it's a cool-looking teaser. Yeah, and it's fully... It's not just like they had a still, right? They coded in space. Yeah, it's like a fully animated and, like, rendered teaser. Yeah. With, like, a cool song and, like, like graphics that don't really compare to any of their their other ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And they could just take out, like, all like, the, the, uh, the tracking of it, of, like... Because they've, you know, they've, they've doctored it up to where it does look like the footage was like stolen. And so it's getting like interference and what have you. If you just took all of that out, you could just drop this into E3 and it would be, it would fit in perfectly. Yep. So yeah, if they, again, if they did this as a bit that they committed to the bit, uh, this is, it would be crazy and wild. I think personally that it's real. Right. Me too. Um, secondly, I want to note that the, and it's kind of cool because we, we sort of touched on this last week when we talked about Project White, and I and I said something about how every once in a while there is a game that comes out and it kind of creates a genre, it creates like its own thing mm-hmm. based on it, right? And we were talking about monster stuff, mm-hmm. but specifically just in that same vein, kind of No Man's Sky, right? If you look at this, it kind of feels like No Man's Sky, yeah, for it, sure. It's a very similar color palette. It's kind of similar rendering. And it's space, yeah. and it looks like it's exploration in kind of a uh, more hard sci-fi bent, maybe right. a little bit, with like the spinning, uh, like gyroscopic part to the space, the spaceship or space mm-hmm. station, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. I feel like before No Man's Sky came out and before it flopped, I feel like No Man's Sky made some heads turn. Obviously, it did. And I think maybe Ubisoft and some other companies were like, oh, shit, this is the next thing. We got to jump on this, too. And mm-hmm. they started working on like a No Man's Sky Ubisoft version. Not the same thing, but just in a similar vein. And then No Man's Sky flopped, but they're still moving forward with this. And right. I think that that's why they leaked it a little bit, was to test reaction. Right. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that they put it out there because No Man's Sky flopped a little bit, and they wanted to see like how excited are people are, are people still going to be excited about something like this? Right, right, right. Even after No Man's Sky flopped, let's test it by just putting this little bit out there Testing the waters, making people like me and you talk about it and come out on record and be like, dude, this would be cool. Even though No Man's Sky flopped, I feel like games in this vein can still work, which I absolutely think that they can. And even if it's not the same thing as No Man's Sky, maybe maybe it's not to the scope. Right. Of, of Which it doesn't need to be, right? Like, you don't need a fucking actual galaxy-sized fucking universe yeah. to make a cool nearly infinite space game look at fucking starbound yeah like starbound basically felt infinite to me 
And it's in no way, shape, or form infinite. Spore is basically, for all intents and purposes, it's fucking infinite. Yeah. So I feel like Ubisoft could jump into the game with something like that and absolutely knock it out of the park. And I would love it. I really enjoy Ubisoft games mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, I love the Assassin's Creed games for sure. Like they're some of my favorite games. I feel like they they make a lot of a lot of fantastic games. Yeah. You know how I feel about uh, Assassin's Creed, and you definitely know how I feel about Far Cry. Right? Yeah, yeah I'll definitely. fucking jump off a cliff to play a new Far Cry game. <laughs> like I think this will be an entirely new IP. Sure. But if it was like Far Cry Space, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't scream about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I saw that on on online. I saw one of the articles talking about it. Was talking about it like, hey, maybe this is you know they already did Far Cry Primal. Right. Maybe this is the opposite. Maybe this is well, and that's the thing is like their two biggest IPs, which is Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, sure. are both known for just being like, ooh, this is the one over in the thing, and this is the <laughs> one that comes with the place. <laughs> right. So yeah, it would make sense, but I don't think so. No, no, I, I also don't. And and it's funny that you said the No Man's Sky comparison because I thought the same thing. Oh really? Not only with the the color palette, but mm-hmm. I definitely noticed like this trailer showed like four or five different biomes. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, I say biomes, four or five different colored planets. Sure. Um, and I definitely had the same thought. Like this might be like a big open world space exploration game because they've, yeah. Fuck yeah. they've gone on record as being like, we're going full open world. That's like all we care about now. That's yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, they have been right. Yeah. Like, like far cry is pretty fucking big open world, not infinite, but like you got a lot of geography there. Um. Well, they're also doing Wildlands, right? Is that is that Ubisoft? That sounds right in my head. If it's not, I'll cut it out. But um, <laughs> and but, if it is, then we'll leave it in, and y'all know that we were unsure of ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're fallible. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, that's super big open world. Uh, Assassin's Creed is going more and more and more. Open yeah, the world. maps are getting bigger each time. By yeah, like a lot, and it's incredible, and it yeah. shows. And and they've been Syndicate's able to, map was fucking huge. Yeah. And they've been and the best part is they've been able to scale these games up bigger and bigger each time while adding more and more to do in them, which is really, really cool because it's not just like some games go bigger and bigger, but like a lot of it's just empty and bullshit. So I really like that, that they've been able to do that. And so, yeah, this would be like the next big leap would be space, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's really cool. Ubisoft doesn't have a lot of space stuff. That would be awesome. And I, I would absolutely love like a, a big space exploration, huge scope game. Not necessarily as grandiose as as No Man's Sky, sure, right. but I don't need it to be that big, as right. I've said. So, I mean, I would love it. I would absolutely love having a huge space game, open world in the biggest of ways, that also can deliver on Ubisoft's fun fucking games. Yeah. At this point, if it turns out to just be a bit, mm-hmm. it will be almost as disappointing as, like, the Somber marketing campaign. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So crossing my fingers, it's a real thing. I think it. I think it will be. I think yeah, it's going to pan out. It seems very emulative of like Cowboy Bebop or like um, yeah. Trigun stuff like that. Like oh, it's yeah. like it feels very like space western, mm-hmm. which uh, say I won't. Yeah, they they definitely did a a bold, cool move with the soundtrack that they put to it because oh, it, yeah. it almost doesn't feel like it fits. But it then because of it, it's it's like it jumps the line twice. Right? It's like. It's so weird that it does fit. Right. And that's always been cool. Like Star Wars did it, right? Like Star Wars is basically a Western set in space. And there and yeah, you just mentioned Cowboy Bebop, you just mentioned Trigon, and there and there's several now that, you know, um Firefly did it. Uh and a lot of people really like it. So it would be neat. It would be neat because I mean, shit, Star Trek talked about it. The final frontier. Right. I mean, it's the the frontier is space. So yeah, I would I would love it. I would love to be a fucking cowboy in space. Give it to me. Say I won't. Thank you.
finish up with movies. We have Arrival, which you and I got to see a few days ago. Yeah, because I'm dope. <laughs> it's true. Danny does buy a lot of movie tickets. It's off the chain. So, yeah. Arrival is an incredible film. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Try not to watch any trailers or anything, though, because it's definitely... I did see it. You didn't see a trailer, but I saw a trailer before we watched it, and I wish I hadn't. Um, it got kind of just thrown at me a little bit yeah. and i was like oh what the fuck is this and i did stop watching like three quarters of the way through but a part of it did it get spoiled late. yeah anyway so the thing is just as a quick aside i have stopped watching movie trailers for the most part um if it's something that a can't really be spoiled like beauty and the beast remake which is essentially shot for shot i'll watch it or it's something i don't really care about like ghost in the shell i'll watch but things like big movies that i'm really excited right. about like star wars and marvel movies I've, i no longer watch trailers for so i did not watch the trailer for arrival at all yeah. Um, and come to find out, it's one of those where the trailers can definitely spoil some things that you don't want to see until you're in the movie. Yeah. So if you haven't already watched the trailers for Arrival and you're interested in first contact movies, I guess I'll call it, mm-hmm. see the movie without trailers, if possible. Right. Anyway, sorry. No, no problem. I will say, with all of that said, that's about as much of it as we can say without there being spoilers. So now I'm going to talk about the spoilers part. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So turn, turn your head off. Yeah, if you haven't seen it up until this point, uh, yeah, you need to go. <laughs> Forget everything we set up to this point right now. <laughs> so this is this will be for the people that have seen it. So I thought it was fucking incredible. Yeah, same. It was incredible. Yeah, and not uh, even think, man. If you think yeah. it was bad, you're wrong. Yeah, it's it's up there with Interstellar in that it is an accessible sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. but that is also very hard sci-fi. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's not. There's not lasers and there's not like the force and there's not weird shit jumping out at you. It's much more intellectual while still being accessible, right? right? Like you don't, you don't have to have like a degree in upper level science to understand what the fuck is going on in this movie. And sometimes some hard sci-fi movies, especially indie sci-fi movies can really get you there. Yeah. Uh, like, well, and, and, and high level science is integral to the plot of the movie, yeah. but it doesn't feel like you're being left behind by the scientists. Right. They kind of, yeah, they kind of lead you and break it down for you when it does happen. There's some, there's some linguistic principles, which they break down every one of them. Yep. And there is some like tiny physics stuff, which they, again, they explain. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty understandable, but yeah, it's, it's really neat. It starred Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, I did not know this until today, and I did a little bit of research, and it is based on a short story called The Story of Your Life, uh, which uh, is by a man named Ted Chiang. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it won the Nebula Award for Best Novella in, in the year 2000. Awesome. Yeah. And that means that it was uh, less than 40,000 words, more than 17,500 mm-hmm. words. So it's pretty short, um, but it, it can still, that's that leaves a lot of leeway. That's the biggest category uh that gives a gives you credence right you know yeah uh i mean you could tell that it was definitely from someone that loves science but also loves linguistics which is really really neat and like it's really cool because it gets into a lot of different scientific principles but but first and foremost the linguistic principles of like that a lot of people i guess don't really think about most sci-fi movies either the humans and aliens cannot at all understand one another Mm -hmm. or it's way too easy yeah there it's just like oh they have the universal translator and and so like it's just it's not even really addressed or it's 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 just like an aside right this movie is literally the entire point of the movie yep is that these aliens come to earth we can't understand them at all and so they hire the like the top brass of the army hires a professor 
professor of linguistics, Amy Adams, to come try to speak to these aliens. And they bring along with her, Jeremy Renner, who I don't know. Was he a physicist? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a physicist. Forrest Whitaker is like a general colonel, I think, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so he just just brings them along and is like, hey, it's up to y'all to like communicate with these people. And uh, yeah, do it. Figure out why they're here. Right. That's that's the that's the initial like like goal is to find mm -hmm. out why they're on Earth. Yeah, and so it's really, really, really cool. And so hopefully, if you're still listening to this, you've seen it, and so we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, But I really liked it, and I I really liked that it got into time—not really time travel, uh, but just like time perception, which is is really cool. And it got into something that. Uh, is is every once in a while used in sci-fi, which mm-hmm. is um, is the is the like nonlinear timeline, but also, or I guess it is still linear, but it's, yeah, it's, it's like sort of like like omnipresence, right? Right. And, like, Doctor Manhattan had it, right? In in Watchmen, and uh, it pops up every once in a while. The man who folded himself gets gets into it a little bit, um, which is an, it also won an, a, a Hugo Award, maybe a Nebula Award, a long time ago. And I like it. I like that. And it, it's it, it does like a mind fuck on you, where you have yeah, to like think about it. Like, what would your life be like if you actually got to like see all points of it at once? Yeah. And that's really really neat because like it gets a little bit into like predestination, right? Like, right. What's the point of living if you already know like where it's going to go? Mm-hmm. And and I love that, that that that's like the secondary point of the movie mm-hmm. is that Amy Adams' character does know and she's willing to just go through with it anyway because she realizes that it's worth it right. to experience it even if you know where it's going to go. Right. And I really liked that. I, I really liked that it got into both avenues of that. Yeah. Because it, it, and you didn't really get to see it, but you got to kind of feel it with the, it speaks on it that Jeremy Renner's character wasn't able to really um, accept it. Right. And so he left. He's even. like, why, why did you go through with having our daughter knowing that she's going to die young mm-hmm. of a disease? Right. And he, and he dipped out. He's right. like, I can't even like be a part of this family anymore. Yeah. And I, and I thought that that was very powerful and I, and I liked it. it I, I liked that there was both. I liked right. that her reaction was like, because it's 100% worth it yeah. anyway, which I really like. Because- yeah. And, and I, it, it's really, it's honestly like really difficult in a way. Like the movie doesn't hit you with it in like a way that's like, you're sitting there sobbing because mm-hmm. it's very delicately placed in different points throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like trying to imagine from her perspective, Mm -hmm. she can see all the good moments. Right. She knows he can't. Right. All he knows is you're telling me that my daughter's going to die. Right. It's so hard to try and like, think about that Mm -hmm. because to her, she's experiencing all of it at once. Right. So she's like, I know objectively that it's worth it. Yeah. And he just can't, he just, he just gets to be sad and mad. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, I much. never expected to get that kind of depth from the movie going into it. Absolutely. I had not. no idea Absolutely. what I was going into because I didn't watch the trailer. Right. But I was not expecting that. Yeah. And it's really cool. And the alien design was really cool and creepy. Yeah. It was cool because it was creepy in a way that wasn't like gratuitous. Yeah. But it was just so goddamn, for lack of a better term, alien mm-hmm. that it was like jarring yeah. while still being like, this is cool and yeah. interesting. And it's very cool because by the end, by, but when you first, their first appearance, whew, the first appearance of the aliens is almost terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I like was kind of scared. Right. But then by the end, you're like familiar with them. Right, like they, right. they feel almost like, I don't want to use the word cute, but right. like you relate to them mm-hmm. and you're like, these are like friends. These mm-hmm. are like cool beings. Yeah. 
And it's really interesting how quickly they're able to develop that over such Mm -hmm. a short, I mean, it's a, it's a regular length movie, but that's such a short time frame to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And it goes from like literally their first appearance. Like I was unnerved. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, it's them dudes. Yeah. So super cool. But yeah, go. Ch- yeah. I mean, I was about to say go check it out, but hopefully you're not listening to this if you haven't seen it. Because I mean, it, there's some James Stowell's out there who just like getting spoiled. And that's don't care. true. That's true. Okay. Well, so, if you haven't seen it, but you're, you're definitely spoiled, go experience yeah. it anyway, because it's goddamn incredible. Yeah. So James, I know right now, as I'm saying this, you are listening to this and haven't <laughs> seen the movie. You should go check it out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's about it. But, uh, yeah. We'll catch you on Thursday. Yeah. See you next time.